If you have your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy 3 and verse 16. I want to try to preach this morning uh, about two mysteries. Two mysteries. Now, if you're familiar at all with the Bible, you know there's a lot of mysteries in the Bible. Uh, Matthew 13, I believe, gives uh, several mysteries. And other places talks about this mystery and that mystery. And I'm not saying any of them is any less important than the others. But I believe God's given me two that we want to feel and see the importance of them. Two mysteries in the Word of God. And they're contrasting. Amen. You know, the Bible, the Bible is full of contrast uh, there's no mistakes in the bible i believe it's it's a perfect book but in a perfect book it shows an imperfect world amen it shows that there's a distinction between the holy and the unholy a distinction between the things of god and the things of the devil now i want us to start with the most important mystery in the Bible. It's about Jesus Christ. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, in other words, there's no question about it. Without controversy, great is the mystery. I'm going to tell you first of all about the great, the greatest of all mysteries. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit. Now, notice that this has a lot. If we read it fast, we're going to overlook something. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in the glory. Now, how many of you know that's talking about Jesus? Amen. How many of you know that's talking about Jesus? I hope all of you know that's talking about Jesus. God there's the mystery of God himself. A mystery is something that God's given us in his word to be revealed. The book of Revelation, you know what the book of Revelation is? It's the unveiling of the mystery. The revealing of Christ. And this first great mystery is about Jesus Christ. You know who Jesus was? He was Almighty God manifested in the flesh. Isaiah said he's the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. All of these things and more wrapped up in one. 
He said, I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I'm he that was dead, but now I'm alive forevermore. I am the door of the sheepfold. He's everything we need. In the book of Colossians, the Bible says, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And in him you're complete. Amen. What more could you ask for but complete? If something's complete, you can't add anything to it. The Word of God is complete. The Bible says not to add anything to it or take anything from it. What a great mystery this is that God chose to come to his creation and reveal himself as the great God and Savior that he is. Amen. Can you think of anything more to say about Jesus? If you can, say it. Amen. Oh, what an awesome God we serve. What an awesome God we serve. This great mystery. We're going to look at two mysteries. We're looking at the first mystery, and it's about Christ. And we're going to look at the, another mystery in the Bible. It's about Antichrist. Amen. There's Christ, and there's Antichrist. Some people say, well, I'm not worried about the Antichrist. He ain't got here yet. You better read your Bible. About 2,000 years ago, and a man named John, the Apostle John, said, you have heard that Antichrist shall come even now. There are many Antichrists. Way back then, they had to be concerned with Antichrist. John said, talked about the spirit of Antichrist. God is a spirit. And the devil is also a spirit. And as there's a great mystery about God, there's also a great mystery concerning Satan. Now let's look at the, if you want to call it the negative for a little bit, in the book of 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2. I'll try to go through this quickly or briefly, but I would like to read first 10 verses here. 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word 
nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. You know, one of the first places, uh, first people that is referred to as the son of perdition, Judas. Judas was one of the first antichrists. People say, well, is he going to come from Israel? Is he going to come from Iran, or is he going to, on all this conjecture about where the Antichrist, the Antichrist coming from the church. That's where Judas was. The Bible says in another place that they went out from us. In other words, they, those that had that Antichrist spirit, they went out from us because they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would no doubt have remained with us. All right, go back to this uh, 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 4. Who opposeth and exalted himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Now, what is the, the highest form of blasphemy? It's for a man to say he is God. Amen? They accused Jesus of blasphemy. They said, we're not going to stone you for a good work, but because thou being a man makest thyself God. Well, they understood what he said. <laughs> Guess what? He was God. Amen. But they worded it backwards. They didn't know it though. He wasn't a man making himself God. He was God making himself into a man. Amen. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That was Jesus. The mystery. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. That was Jesus Christ. Emmanuel. I'm glad I didn't forget that name. Amen. Emmanuel. In the Old Testament, and in the New Testament, it's referred to Jesus Christ. And it means God with us. So God was with the human race. The Bible says he was in the world and the world was made by him. And the world knew him not. He made this world and the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people. You see, he was manifested, first of all, to Israel in the flesh, and they didn't recognize him. They didn't know the day of their visitation, the time of their visitation. They didn't recognize. 
God visited Israel and the rest of the world too, but primarily Israel, and they didn't recognize. You think, well, you think people recognize God? Well, God was, I may use the word, he was camouflaged in the flesh. Amen. He was veiled or hid in the flesh. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh, yet without sin. So he could be our Savior, the sacrifice for our sins. All right, let's read a little further. Let's look down now at verse 7. Here's this other great mystery. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Now this was a long time ago. This, when Paul wrote this, it was approximately 2,000 years ago. So if it was already at work then, then now, it's really working now, amen? Mystery of iniquity. Iniquity means lawlessness, sin, ungodliness, doth already work. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way, and then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. When Jesus comes again, he's going to get rid of that mystery. Amen. He's going to get rid of that mystery of iniquity. He's going to get rid of the devil with the brightness of his coming. That's going to be a bright day when Jesus comes. Amen. As a light that shineth from one end of heaven to the other. It'll be a glorious day to know there'll be no more sin and temptation, no more defilement. The Bible talks about he shall destroy them that destroy the earth. Satan, Jesus said he came to kill, to steal, and destroy. That's the three primary goals of the devil, to kill, to steal, and destroy. Did you know before Adam and Eve sinned, there was no death? Amen. No death. The devil accomplished a lot in his time upon earth. Yeah, the devil's here. The devil's, the devil's not done gone to hell. The devil's here. Amen. He was cast out and he landed right here. And he brought a third of the fallen angels with him. And they're working hard. Amen. I don't think there's such a thing as a lazy devil. <laughs> Some people might call somebody else, well, he's a lazy devil. No, he isn't. I don't think the devil's a bit lazy. I think there may be a few lazy Christians here and there. Amen. I hear an amen on that. Amen. But there's no lazy devils. It seems like they're endlessly working to kill, to steal, and to destroy, to devour 
Bible says the devil comes like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. But I want you to know that there's a bigger lion than the devil. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. Amen. Jesus has prevailed. And Jesus said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. Aren't you glad he's got a church and that we're part of his church this morning? So we see these two mysteries. The mystery of God and the mystery of Satan. God has come to reveal himself. The Apostle John wrote a whole book about it. You know which book it was? The book of revealing. The book of re revelation. Revealing Jesus Christ. The book of revelation is not meant to just, just to be a mystery, although it's pretty mysterious in places but it's meant to reveal Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, let's go on now. In verse 9, even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. You know how to be saved? Receive the love of the truth. Amen. And Jesus said, I have the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. Jesus is that truth you've got to love. Amen. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. All right, let's look at another scripture right quick. In the book of uh, Revelation, I'm not going to read all this because there's a lot of reading here, but in chapter 17 and in chapter 18, it talks about the same mystery here. But here it's called Mystery Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and abominations of the earth. This is the culmination of all satanic religions and a lot of them use Christian words. Amen. They use Christian words. You remember the old saying, oh, the names have been changed to protect the innocent. You, you remember that phrase on one of the old TV shows. The names were changed to protect the innocent. Well, I believe this is just the opposite. I believe the names of Babylon were changed to Christian names to protect the guilty. <laughs> Amen. The guilty, the demonic forces of Satan are hiding behind names that they read in the Bible. They use the Blessed Mother Mary. They use that name. And she was blessed among men, women, rather. She was blessed among women. But she was never the queen of heaven. Neither is she the mother of God. She's the mother of the son of God. 
She's the mother of the man, Christ Jesus. God was in the man. God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. But you see, the devil, he loves religion. You might say, well, I didn't know the devil liked religion. Oh, he loves religion. The devil's more religious than most of you are. Amen, including myself. The devil's more religious than I am. But he has a false religion. He created false religion. It's nothing new. They had it back in the days of Israel, the Old Testament. And then when Jesus got here, they had it in his day. And Jesus preached against religion. You know what Jesus called their religion? Well, one place is called the religion of the Jews. But Jesus primarily said, your traditions have made vain or void the word of God. Your traditions, you keep your traditions of men, but you break the commandments of God. Where did traditions come from? They came from the corrupted minds of men that Satan has filled their mind with traditional teachings that were not from the word of God. They had it then and we have it more so today. Mystery Babylon the Great. Babylon. A lot of people nowadays don't read their Bible, so they think about Babylon as being over around uh, Iraq and those places. Originally it was, but now Babylon has come down through quite a few world religions. Babylon started out as Babylon. And then it entered into many world religions, into the pagan religion of Rome. And, but before that, Israel was even guilty of Babylon. Amen? The word Babylon means confusion. Israel got confused. They went after other gods. They worshipped other gods. They built idols to other gods. They had high places that they would go up on and offer sacrifice to other gods. Don't you know that made our God, that made the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob very jealous. He said, my name is jealous. I'm a jealous God. I'll have no other gods before me. You know what the word antichrist means? It means in the place of Christ. These antichrist counterfeits and spirits, Satan himself working through unregenerate men and women, they come in to be in the place of Christ. A lot of them don't even speak against Christ. Of course, some of them are claiming to be Christ. Amen. Some of them are so ignorant, they think they are Christ. We just read about it in 2 Thessalonians. We read about the man of sin, the son of perdition, exalt himself because he wants to be God. He wants to be the God of this world. And actually he is with a little g, 
The Bible says the devil is the God of this world. But I want you to know we serve a God with a big G. Amen. We serve a capitalized God. We serve the true and living God. We serve the creator God. Now, in 2 Timothy, I want to try to close that with this. It's a little later than I thought. 2 Timothy. I preach a lot about you, don't I, Timothy? In 2 Timothy, it kind of gives us a, a general statement, I guess you'd say. Chapter 2 and verse 19. I want to try to close out with this. 2 Timothy 2 and 19. Nevertheless, the foundation of God stand sure. Before we get into that, I forgot a very important thing. In Revelation 18, verse 4, God says, Come out of her, referring to Babylon, or religious confusion. Come out of her, my people, and be not partaker of her sins. God's got a people. And did you know that many of God's dear children are confused? Did you know many of God's dear children are in the, if I can put it like this, the wrong church? <laughs> Amen. The wrong kind of church. There are some dear people out there in some of the cults. Uh, they're there for different reasons. Uh, maybe they accidentally got there. I don't know. Maybe they were deceived and just accidentally landed there. But they're still God's people even though they're there. They have been saved by the grace of God, but they gotten into the wrong church. Different reasons. Some poor children were raised in the wrong church, and by the grace of God, they were saved because they'd heard the gospel. And now God is saying, come out. Amen. Come out of her. Church is referred to as her, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is referred to as her, the bride of Christ. And the devil's church is referred to as a her, a harlot system of religion. But in the mercy of God, he is still calling, come out of her, my people. I said all this because this verse we're reading Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure. Having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. The Lord knows his people wherever you are. If you're in the right place, he knows you. If you're in the wrong place, he still knows you, amen. And he still loves you, amen. Some people say, boy, I'm, I got so messed up. I don't think God could ever love me anymore. Well, he could, amen. God is still love, amen. Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Come out of her. Come out of confusion. You could be sitting in the best church in the world. And I believe, I believe we're one of them, amen. 
I believe we're one of the best churches in the world. We got the truth. We got the word of God. We got people here that love God. But you could be in Babylon in your mind. Amen. Babylon means confusion. You could be so confused, you don't know if you're coming or going. Well, you need to realize that can happen. And if you realize, come out. Amen. Come out of the state of confusion. Come out from among the world. You might be in the best church in the world. You might be a member of the best church in the world. A church that loves God. A church that has the truth of the word of God. And yet you might be doing some things in your life that's really not pleasing to our Heavenly Father. Come out. Another scripture says, Come out from among the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will be your father, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord. God has a message. Come out. Amen. Come out from among the Babylonian confusion, religious traditions of this world, and come unto Jesus Christ. The Bible says in one place that we are to gather unto the Lord outside the camp. The devil wants you to camp out in his camp, but we are to come outside of his camp into the camp of the Lord Jesus Christ. Nevertheless, the foundation of God standing sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his. And the last part is the best part. Let's read it. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You remember what we started reading about the second mystery? The mystery of iniquity. What are you and I to do? Depart from iniquity. Get away from the second mystery and cling to the first one. Cling to the first one and run from the second one. Flee the things that would bring you into this mystery of iniquity. How that Satan wants to be lifted up. We need to put him down, amen. Some people say, well, you're always putting people down. Well, I'm not trying to put people down, but I do want to put Satan down, amen. I want to put him down as the Worst loser there ever was. 